language has never been a barrier when it came to work. Even weddings, they, they look at it larger than life. It couldn't get better, you know. You're traveling for work and you get to see new places, meet new people. Hello and welcome to the Theatre Art Life podcast. Sponsored by Harlequin Floors, world leader in floors, stage systems and studio equipment for the performing arts. The Theatre Art Life podcast puts the spotlight on those who create live entertainment around the world, the culture creators, the backstage masters. My name is Ana Aguilera. And my name is Anna Rob. Beckett Tundasil joins us today to talk about his career as a media artist and as a lighting designer. Beckett is a media artist whose work is a fusion of technology, popular culture and visual information. He is also a highly experienced and well-known lighting professional designer and technician with a good deal of experience in the entertainment industry. Hi, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Anna. Hi, Anna. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Nice to meet you. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got into this industry, Beckett? Yeah, sure. So it all started uh, way back, like 20 years ago, uh, when um, I asked my brother that, you know, I wanted to do something and if he could, if he could guide me. And uh, he happened to share his room with a lighting designer in, in Dubai. And uh, he told me, you know, there's something like a lighting designing. And, you know, I have a friend who's doing it. Why don't you, you know, have a look at it? And he, he told me that uh, there's a show and it was a Ministry of Sound had come to India in Mumbai. And he said, I'll take you for the show and, you know, you have a look and see, you, you can tell me what you feel about it. And uh, I think that was the first time I actually started looking at lights very closely. And I thought, oh, I never thought there was some person behind it, which, you know, did all of it. I thought they, they just kept moving when I would go to clubs and all. And I told them, yeah, I, I, I'm quite, uh, quite fascinated with what I just saw tonight. And, you know, and uh, he spoke to uh, Harold Fernandez, who's a lighting designer based in Dubai. And Harold recommended... Uh, me to uh, to Mr. Shailesh Gopalan, who was who is uh, my mentor and you know who's also a lighting designer, and I assisted him uh, way back in 2000 2001 during that period. I assisted him for nearly one and a half two years, where I worked as a lighting programmer, lighting engineer as well. From there on, I just you know kept uh, evolving. Then I moved to Dubai, worked for some time in Dubai. And came back uh, after a year, and and then I came back as a lighting designer. By then, the Indian industry was also uh, drastically changing, and I think I stepped in at the right time. And I started uh, with shows like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I was uh, the lighting designer for that, and then uh, Dancing with the Stars, the Indian version, and then the Filmfare Awards, and and then yeah, and then it just kept flowing. And then after a while, I moved out of a company and uh, I started my firm called Fireflies, which is purely into lighting designing. We look at lighting designing as, uh, uh, we look at it very differently to then how it happens. We work on plots, we look at pre-visualizations uh, way back in 2012, 2013, during that period. And yeah, and from there on, it just kept uh, getting better and better. Yes, that sounds very cool. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about 
what do you see as the difference between your work as a media artist and your work as a lighting designer? Early in my period, yes, I only worked as a lighting designer. And uh, over time, I noticed uh, there was an involvement of uh, me working as a media artist when clients started not only looking at me for lighting solutions, they started looking at me to provide solutions for the totality of the show, from the visual look to the technical aspects related to it, to provide that kind of solutions. And yes, the difference what I see is when you're a media artist, you're not looking at lighting to be the top priority when you step into the venue or when you're doing a pre-production. But yeah, you're looking at the totality, looking at projection as a part of it, how your stage is going to come out, very working closely with a set designer and spending a lot of time with, with the direction and the production team. Not, not only looking at how the uh, the lights are going to be taken care of, but also how the whole show is going to be look, looked into for broadcast or if it's for live. And yes, when when you're a lighting designer, yeah, you, you're uh, I wouldn't say you're you're limited, but yeah, your prime job is just to you know stick to lighting uh, design from the technicals which ever uh, involve uh, the power, the signaling, DMXing till uh, how the show has to be executed, whether the show requires time code at times or it, it requires your, your, your live, the, the busking, which we say, you know, like uh, doing it on the go. So I think it differs in that manner. And yeah, I'm happy I've got to do both sides, play both roles, you know, at times. What do you see as the major differences or similarities between working in Dubai and working back in India and in Mumbai, is it is it a different world in terms of entertainment? Tell us about that because not a lot of us have worked in India and um, I'd like you to crack that open for us. It's a totally different world when we work outside India. Like I've, I've done shows in, yes, of course, Dubai. I've even worked in a company. But, yeah, I do go uh, around the world to do shows in US, Europe and many other countries. It's it's very different. The pattern of work really uh, is different. Like how how they look at execution. Like the working hours is very different. Like in India, the schedules are very tight as for the budgets and all that. And you know the the hours are long. And when we when we go out to work, yeah, we see people follow a nice regime of maybe twelve hours. And when there's an extra hours, you know, it's really being bought and it's highlighted. And we see, you know, the kind of difference. And of course, also at the same time, I've seen in India, they really rush against time. But yeah, they understand time management. Like when I worked, I recently worked uh, for 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 a show which was on, you know, which was in Mumbai for the Worldly Bandra Ceiling. The show came to me to was bought to me by by DNA Networks who. Who, uh, who uh, spoke to me and they said, okay, we want to do a show. And uh, I said, great, okay, well, we just have four days. And then they said, it's a whole bridge, which is about six kilometers or more wide. And we just have four days to see it ready and, you know, to run. So I think that kind of uh, uh, execution, I, I've only seen it in India where everyone's like, okay, let's we'll, we'll get it up. And then they work around the clock without, you know, keeping everything aside. So, yeah, there are 
that's the kind of differences mostly which come across. And other than that, I've seen um, the kind of fixtures, the kind of equipments that also differs when we when we go from uh, region to region. Like in India, has been uh, invaded by the Chinese uh, uh, equipments in a big way. Like you have very few uh, rental companies which have stuck to their grounds of only maintaining original. So yeah, it's it's a little tough when it comes to that aspect. Like you, we spend a lot of time in the pre-setup because uh, every city, every state in India has got about thousand different types of a shafi. So you never know when you step into a city, what are you going to get? You're you're new to you will hear it on a rider like, okay, I'm going to get, say, 100 Sharpies, 200 Sharpies. But you're still, which type of a Sharpie are you going to get? So, you know, it's always a, play, a, a doubt, okay, I need to go get my fixture personalities ready so that the show goes smooth. But when we go to places like US, Europe, you're sure to get what you ask on a rider. So these are the small things what I see. Crew equipment. These are the things which differ in in small ways. Yeah. I wonder. You work a lot with previews. Is that something that helps you meet those very tight deadlines? You work with previsualization, and is that a tool that helps you when you have like this gig that was four days only to do it? What are tools and skills that help you meet those deadlines? Whatever size my show is, I always work it on a plot. It may be a show which I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna rush in, in the next two days, three days. I make sure I work on a plot. I have a team which works out that so that it, it becomes very simple for the for the rental company and the crew to, you know, look at. That's one of the basics I've been following since years, you know. And it does really add add value. And uh, about pre-visualization, yes. There are very selective shows I get into that kind of designing and programming. Only for show demands, I really put in that effort and that time for pre-visualization. Because uh, at least uh, in India, most of the shows, not all, but most of the shows uh, which we do is usually uh, on the go. Maybe you reach at the venue and the artist is ready, the camera's about to roll and you get surprised like, okay, the artist will enter for me, there's a change in the choreography, the entry could change. So I have uh, realized pre-visualization is not for all shows in India, but I try to organize my board which can execute any kind of a situation. Like, you know, maybe even if I have a QC which says an artist is going to come from right, but I'm prepared for center, left, you know, and things like that. So that's uh, that's a way to, you know, be be ready and prepared. <laughs> Because you know the creatives are going to change that entrance. (laughs) (laughs) What's your approach that is, so you've got live events and then stuff that is broadcast. From a lighting design perspective, how do you approach the process? Is it a different one for something that's going to be broadcast? Yes. uh, I I look at a a televised show very differently than uh, a live concert. Also, most of the televised shows and uh, the work pattern in, in India the, the cinematographer or the or the director of photography plays a very important role. They uh, they call most of the shots. So when it's camera lighting, we work very closely with how a DO, uh, uh, the director of photography wants to see it. 
And uh, yeah, when it's live concert, we are alone. We work closely with the show show director or the showrunner, and uh, we try to make it just look good for the for the eye. But when it's broadcast, yes, we we do need to you know look at the priority, which is for camera. So in that ways, the work pattern changes drastically. Like when we are working on a on a televised show. Uh, we take real long. We work with cameras. We we keep a day just to see every scene and camera. You know, we do rehearsals with some dummy artist to see how how the look and feel will be on the on the main day of the show. We do some of the acts on stage just for camera, just to see which angles look good with lighting. So there's more time consumed uh, for a for a televised show than a live concert. Yeah. And then between live events, well, you talked a little bit about concerts uh, specifically, but you've also worked on like Broadway shows and theater and all sort of like large scale events and award ceremonies. How is that different between the different genres in live entertainment? So uh, when it comes to live events, it's again broken down into so many so many genres, and I think every show requires. Or every genre requires its own kind of treatment. Like when I worked on Disney's uh, Beauty and the Beast, it required a very different way to look at the show. I spent weeks just to go and see runs, not even thinking what I'm going to do, but just to get the story, the characters, and seeing references. I avoid it when I work on some shows which are like like a Broadway, which has already happened in 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 US or something. There are times when people say, "Okay, let's look at a, a, a reference," but I avoid it and I rather watch uh, the cartoon, something just to get a gist of how how the director or the characters move, and then I'll, I like to you know treat it on stage a little more differently, just to get the emotions out, you know, rather than just seeing a reference and just you know then then copy paste it. Same way uh, when we do. A live concert, like with artists like A.R.M. or Salman Khan, the whole show is treated uh, is uh, is is again treated very differently based on the artist. In India, I think uh, we've got uh, so many different types of shows, languages, and cultures. Bringing them all in, it takes a while, you know. And mostly, what people see it is like just Bollywood. But yeah, in Bollywood also there is so much of uh, you know culture. They try to bring in songs and uh, with meaningful uh, lyrics in in some songs and all that. So we try to work very closely and try to get those emotions on on stage. Putting in a good amount of time in pre-production is one of the things which I like doing and I I have been doing. And I think you know it it really shows on stage for the time. So you have a creative streak in there somewhere, and uh, and did you know that you always had that before you got into lighting? Was there other creative outlets that you had before you found this medium? Yeah, of course. Uh, so even before I got into lighting, I, uh, I was very fond of softwares, a uh, little bit of uh, gaming and electronics in short. So I think uh, because I had that kind of a uh, interest. It was easy to relate, and uh, I've also done programming in the past, C, C plus plus. So I think these things just were making me uh, 
was was actually preparing me so so when when there was a console i could understand logic the software much more uh, easily so you know it was a, it was a small uh, pre lighting uh, kind of a uh, interest which i always had sounds fun do you do a lot of work around india as well as internationally becket yes uh, i do a lot of work around india like in india you have so many so many regional languages Every this language. This was my question. This was going to be my question. Do you have trouble because I know there's so many languages and when you go to different places is it go- yeah. is it difficult? Um not really because over time uh, and uh, actually I I think I was lucky to be a part of uh, this industry when it was growing in all regions. Like for example when I did uh, who wants to be a millionaire for Hindi Uh, and it was getting applied in many other states i i i had the privilege to go to many other states to set it up so kind of that was the changing point also in, in the regional uh, states you know of uh, understanding that there was a need for for lighting in a very different way so it became very easy for me to to set benchmarks and then people would just say okay you know the show look like this we want to try and get that same kind of a quality so it was easy in in that manner to 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 put things uh, you know even though the language differed but the the essence just stayed and it was just been uh, been used and now a moment for our sponsor the theater at life podcast is proud to be sponsored by harlequin harlequin is the world leader in floors stage systems and studio equipment for the performing arts Established in the UK over 40 years ago, Harlequin is the preferred performance floor for the world's most prestigious dance and performing arts companies, theatres and schools. From the Royal Opera House to the Bolshoi Theatre, the New York City Ballet to the Royal New Zealand Ballet. Harlequin's experience and reputation are founded on the development, manufacture and supply of a range of high-quality sprung and vinyl floors specifically designed for dance and the performing arts. Backed by an engineering team and independent research, Harlequin also designs, builds and refurbishes stages working with stage engineers and theatre consultants in leading venues across the world. Harlequin is the global leader in its field with offices in Europe, the Americas and Asia Pacific. Find out more at harlequinfloors.com. H A R L E Q U I N floors.com. So would you say then that they're like working production language is hindi or as a base or are you adapting every place that you go to by trying to speak with the local dialect no most of the people who are in the media they can at least speak uh, hindi or english or maybe it broken so it it's not that tough to you know language has never been a barrier when it came to work so that ways i've never felt yes some places we go we we know there will be a struggle so uh, so we try to uh, you know be be very clear before we travel in like a lighting rider is given and you know we we uh, we get a okay on name and then people just you know kind of stick to it and you know in that manner we really play safe so that we don't get you know surprised and there's a <laughs> community gap I was going to ask earlier and I think it goes a little bit to the creative part of the conversation. How do you treat shows that we spoke about the TV shows and then the live events but now more and more and you work on this kind of events that are live events that are also going to be streamed or televised or 
have some sort of camera input and it's kind of playing both roles. So how do you play or how do you approach these shows that are going to be playing kind of both scenarios? I've done many shows uh, which required that kind of uh, importance. Like uh, you give equal importance to the light and you know, the same importance goes. So uh, in, in those cases, uh, I think uh, mostly we give we give priority. Like it's like a 60-40, a 60% to the camera and a 40% to the light. I think that kind of a balance has always worked well. Keeping keeping that kind of importance and yes, of course, uh, when we are when, when we are working on those kind of scenarios, of course that that sixty forty priority just just fits well. And also, when we are lighting up, we give importance to those areas, which gives a good balance in in both. Like the lighting is treated like that, like the face lighting is given like topmost importance for camera. Because of course it, it works well in, in, in live and then the the back, the cut lightings and all are, you know, is just right, which has been, you know, the basics, you know, we just get that the, the basics right for for television and it just falls in place. So yeah, I think in that manner we've always uh, ma- managed to 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 bring in the balance right by doing these things. Yeah. So one of the unique genres that you work in, which is unfamiliar to many of us, is the epic large-scale Indian weddings. So tell us about, I mean, what do you get, what do you like for the Indian weddings? Tell us about that. I think it would be nice to have a brief description of what happens in an Indian wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Indian wedding really, again, differs in every region, every culture, every religion treats an Indian wedding differently. And since you know there are so many religions, every wedding has got its uh, rituals. They've got, you know, rituals. And most of the weddings, uh, they, they have ceremonies, some three-day long, some four-day long. Some just do it like, you know, in a day, like a reception. It really differs uh, as per, as per the, the kind of the culture and religion. As as top topmost priority, and of course, yes, even weddings they they look at it larger than life. Like I I, I recently did a wedding in Delhi for for Viscraft International. Uh, we did a setup for fifteen days of lighting. The venue was like really huge. I think it was the first time I took six assistants to assist me on 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 that wedding, and it was spread all across like with different areas having different importance from a stage to a performance stage and uh, different a food court which was like really wide and you know huge so these things really differ from show to show you have celebrity uh, performances then you have family performances a day prior to to the main wedding day which is uh, they call it like a Sangeet night. Sangeet is where the family performance, the, the families start performing for the guests. We treat it like a Bollywood show, like how an artist should be there to bring the best out of the wedding. And you know, wedding is one of the uh, it's one of the most differently uh, looked genres among among all the other names I, I told you. There are also a lot of grand sets which require days of 
detailing and lighting. We, we recently did one which had a theme of Gaudi. And it was one of the first time I said, wow, what a challenge, you know, to light up something like that. And uh, I think we we kept designing on a plot for over seven to ten days because we just kept saying how to better it, better it. And then there are some weddings which don't require that much time. It's a very straightforward, maybe a stage with some audience and all. So yeah, Indian weddings are are really tricky, and but they're fun. What has been your favorite project to work on so far? I don't know if that's a complicated. Yeah, complicated, but it's tough to tell which one. But yeah, uh, if I can name a few, there were a few which uh, are very close to me because of the kind of experience I had while while working on them. Uh, one of the first one which I can remember is uh, Disney's Beauty and the Beast. It set a new mark in in Indian lighting, where the the change of using moving lights for face light was was kind of introduced, at least for me. I, I bought in that shift during that show. That show demanded something which required moving fixtures to do face lighting. And I think from there on, I actually applied it on most of all my shows. And I think right now I use I use uh, only moving lights for all my plots. And, you know, generic is as good as zero. That show stays very close to me because it gave me a confidence to do that shift. That was one, and uh, there was uh, another television show which is very close to me, which is called India's Rockstar. That was one of the shows where uh, I actually worked with a great team, a team which would tell you he, it's an empty canvas. There's no brief. Let's start thinking. Like we don't want to limit you. We'll see that you know things are bought in has for giving lighting the priority. And that show really showed a big difference on television. People who didn't understand lighting, I think I got some good compliments from people who started saying, okay, now I know what lighting designing is and how it can make a big change on, you know, on screen. Uh, because it really stood out because all shows had lighting, but that particular show, even I realized when people complimented it. So, that show, that show again, you know, should very close, uh, close to me. And uh, another show which is close to me was I did a show for uh, Viscraft, which was called Jani Jigar for Dubai Parks. That show was very dif- uh, different again because it was, of course, a theater, uh, a theatrical show. The work process was very different. It was large scale. It was very, it was very very large scale uh, production. That show gave me like, you know, I, I could work on scenes for days and it gave me that kind of freedom to really bring out, you know, every scene had was given a good long time span to bring out the best. The director, Mr. Viraf Sarkari, he, he used to always uh, give me the, the freedom to, you know, just to bring out something different and really push me to bring out uh, the best in the show. So, yeah, I, I think I can remember these few uh, shows uh, at the moment, yeah, which, are, which are very different. And how is the industry over there surviving COVID right now? 
right now i actually i was just talking to some of my friends from the lighting industry actually just this january so many cancellations because i think third wave has just hit india and actually in october november december things just started flourishing so we were all like okay you know i think things are going to get back but in jan we we all got a got a very bad hit of the the omicron came in was it omicron that that strain was that what came back or um now we stopped even checking on names we just know <laughs> we all so <laughs> so we've been hearing so much there's curfew applied in the city we we were just having a chat where everyone is talking about what was confirmed all cancelled yeah even i faced the same thing i was supposed to do some beautiful shows with some artist which was confirmed we were developing it since since december and the first week uh, we had to cancel it so now we at the moment it's it's not in a good shape but yeah we feel maybe by march things will get brighter yeah hopefully what would you say it's uh, your favorite thing about your job the favorite thing is i i get to travel i travel to so many places uh, and sometimes some new places which you know just because of work i think uh, it it couldn't get better you know you're traveling for work and you get to see new places meet new people i think that's one of the things which i i enjoy the most in the job and also i like uh, another thing about lighting industry particularly is we have uh, new innovations new equipment i think every week or two week like when we read uh, when i read lighting and sound and many other magazines every two weeks there's a new innovation and you know a new product somebody's developed a new thought and i i think i've been seeing this for the last 15 years like you know there's always something new which which comes in so i i anyway love gadgets and like softwares learning softwares doing research i think lighting designing is an involvement of all these few things i just kind of love this part of putting in time to do a, do some research on on products developing something making a fixture with with a with a production team you know for a particular show things like that i think those things really excite me and i think it's it's my idea amazing and what would be one thing that you would like to change about the industry or the job if you had a had an option to do so at least in india what i have noticed is uh, when we bought into a show uh, or when uh, when the first round of uh, meetings happen for a show which may be some shows may be a week away one some may be months away usually a vendor is already bought on board a rental company is already being you know bought on board uh, it's not all the time but yeah most of the time then your your creativity is uh, is limited to use what that rental company has i think uh, that needs to change people need to say uh, that you know first let's have a design has for the show requires and then let's see who's got all of it to make that show happen that's one thing which i face a lot but it's okay also at time because i think budgets play an important role so the priority is given to budget so 
this pattern is required. But I wish this this could change. Shows would start looking more different more often. That's a good practical desire, I think. I think that's a fair thing to want to change <laughs> as a designer. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's doable. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so that's that's cool. There's definitely room for improvement. If people wanted to hire you, ask you questions, get in touch with you, how could people contact you? I have a website. It's called beckettundertal.com. In that, you could even know about me. Uh, there's an email ID, you know, to connect. I think that's the fastest way to reach reach me and to know about me as well. Wonderful. Thank you, Beckett, so much for today. It's been wonderful to get to know you. I'm so happy we've got some more uh, representation over in India. It's good to know the industry's thriving over there. Thank you. Thank you. It was nice talking to both of you. Theatre at Life is a global media site for entertainment. Memberships start at only $38 US per year. You can have unlimited access to our daily published articles, including entertainment news and the writings of active industry professionals, ensuring that you are always up to date on the global happenings in the world of entertainment. Become a part of the international entertainment community and join us now at www.theaterartlife.com.